Welcome to PD Podcast, where we talk to interesting people about interesting things going on in the Elyria schools. Now your host, Amy Higgins. Hey, everybody. We're back on PD Podcast with another exciting show. Hello, producer Marty. Hello. And we're in studio today with our favorites, our social workers, Chantil Jackson and Marissa Pelsozzi. Hello. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry oh. about that, everyone. <laughs> a little extra wake me up there. <laughs> it's okay. I love the music. I always know. Play the dance too. I know. We're, we're moving <laughs> and grooving so in here. That's right. right. Welcome, fun, guys. The funny thing is that's the generic music that came with the, the system, and we like to <laughs> You're not supposed to it. tell people that. <laughs> I feel well, like it's very what the heck? It is, it is. No, it's all tailored and customized. Yeah, it was, it was grief. specifically produced for PD Podcast. There you go. That's right. <laughs> what are you thinking? That's stinking thinking. <laughs> We're like totally rolling right into today's program, Marty. We are talking about healthy thinking, healthy thinking. And, uh, you know, we've got the age old question Are you a half full or a half empty thinker? And, you know, what the heck does that mean? Oh, boy, that is such a good question. And it's so funny. I think that you could be both, actually. Um, some people lean more towards the half full. Some people lean more towards the half empty. But it can be fluid. And you could kind of change where you are day to day and almost situation by situation. But overall, I think it means how do you see how, how do you manage the thoughts that come in your head? What do you do with them? I love that question because mm -hmm. people always automatically want one to be right or the other to yeah. be wrong. And there's not. In some situations, being half full is great. In other situations, being half empty is great. Like if I'm, I have a million things to do and I'm halfway done, I'm glad that I'm half empty. I'm <laughs> half empty. <laughs> right. So it's not necessarily, it depends on how you frame it. It depends on how you think of that question, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah and really it's talking about uh, if you were to break it down, maybe your outlook on life, mm -hmm. just kind mm -hmm. of generally wrapped up into, you know, that simple question. Yes, absolutely. How do we see things that right. come our way each day? And positive thinking is like, I think it's our underrated superpower that people just don't. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's an <laughs> underrated superpower because we all have it and we all have the capability to do it, but then we don't really give it the, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The, well, the importance the even importance like what you just the said. The priority yeah. that yeah. it really deserves. Well, and, um, I love that you said, well, I love the reference to superpower. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But also um, the, the comment that we all have it, mm -hmm. but do we all know how to get to it? I mean, it's there, mm -hmm. but some days you really got to dig for it, mm -hmm. right? It can be exhausting. I mean, I'll just put it out there because it, you do have to dig on some days, but I will tell you the more you practice it, just like a lot of a lot of the other skills we've talked about, the more you practice it, the more it becomes a part of who you are. But at first, it's a lot of work to dig deep and really try to find the strength or the positive in situations. 
Right. And it's so easy to be positive on a good day. Yeah. It's so yes. easy. The sun is shining. The <laughs> right. birds are chirping. The butterflies are flying. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm positive. Yeah. But then when it's storming, it's like, this day is terrible. This is, terrible. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the worst. But there's always something positive. Mm-hmm. So practicing it when you're in that good mood. And exactly. Then it makes it so much easier for you to do it when you're having exhaustion mm-hmm. or stress or a difficult mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you bring up a great, um, a great topic is practicing it. So one of the things I love about our show uh, with you guys is that you always leave us with these great strategies and tips to try and, um, you know, turn our thinking around or to love ourselves more, or the various topics that we've talked about. But what, how would you practice positive thinking Oh, there's so many amazing ways. <laughs> there are. And sometimes we do these things and we don't even realize we're doing it and we don't exactly. give ourselves credit for that. Mm, but exactly. um, one of the things that uh, we were talking about previous to the show starting was, first of all, you can't really acknowledge the positive without acknowledging the negative. Mm-hmm. So in order to really empower our positive thinking, we have to recognize when we're having those negative thoughts. So to be able to say, "Mm, this was a positive thought, this was a negative thought, this was just a thought, Um, because we all have those. And Marissa brought up a good point about our thoughts that she wanted to share about them just being, oh, they're just automatic. So I know a lot of people will feel like, why did I have that thought? Or why am I so negative? Or why did that even just pop in? Thoughts can be completely automatic and unattached to anything. And once we recognize that, it's almost like a sigh of relief. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. This thought just came my way because it came my way. And I think that's a good step. Understanding thoughts are not threats. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. um, And that they just happen. And that's a good first step. Um, I also think recognizing when you're climbing towards that negativity. Um, I know for me, when I start using, I call them definitives, um, always, never, Mm -hmm. using big words that qualify just everything. Um, That's when I notice, uh uh-oh, I'm sort of climbing that ladder to some negative thinking. Right. And there's a lot of like research on negative thoughts and negative mindset. And some of them are just like she already mentioned, just automatic thoughts we have. But then there's also sometimes where we have patterns. So some of us, I would say, overgeneralize. Well, I failed at it this time, so I'm just going to fail at it every single time. Or some of us are polarized. If I'm not perfect, I'm terrible. Like there's no gray area. There's no middle ground. There's no C student. You're F or you're an A. Um, And there's a couple other. Yeah, there's the the one that I find a lot of times um, is only focusing on the bad. So it's like if you get a 99% on something, just honing in on, well, what did I do wrong to get that? You know, why, why wasn't it a hundred percent? And then you go home and you tell your spouse or you tell your parent, um, Oh yeah, I got a, I got a 99%. I wonder what I did wrong. So focusing only on the negative, um, that's a huge one. Also some personalization. So everything that happens is related to me. (laughs) So Oh my goodness, that door didn't shut. I bet it's because I pulled it that one time and it made it come off the hinge or something. Like, no, maybe the door just didn't shut, you know? So some of those different things are when we start kind of like Marissa said, climbing that negative ladder, it's okay to have negative thoughts. We have to be comfortable with that. But we also need to be able to acknowledge and recognize 
when it's becoming a pattern of that personalization or that polarized thinking or that overgeneralization or even blaming. Blaming is a big one. Everything's my fault or everything bad that happens to me is on someone else. So that the blaming piece can go either way. But being able to recognize those negative um, patterns is a good step and tool for us to kind of reflect on individually in order to be able to deal with those and push them to the side a little bit so that we can then focus on our positive thinking and our healthy thinking. Absolutely. And I think um, a tool that we could use if we start really noticing, okay, these patterns are happening, we are more negative than positive. Then a tool that we can use is something I will share with you guys so you could put online. Um, But it's called the cognitive behavioral cycle. And I use this in my own life. All day. Um, and this is where that practicing happens. It's, it's a cycle that's really just in a circle with arrows. And it says that our thoughts are connected to our feelings, which are connected to our behaviors, which are connected to outcomes. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a lot of information, but when you see it, you really can see this cycle that if you don't take a hold of it or if you don't grab a thought, it can just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you wake up one day and you're late, I hate being late. So if I wake up and I'm late and my automatic thought comes in, oh, today is going to be a terrible day. That's connected to some feelings. So what are my feelings going to be? Maybe upset, agitated. My behavior might be not so nice with my kids or I might be snappy with my coworkers. The outcome, it doesn't change that I'm late and it just keeps me in that negative mood. So grabbing that thought, that automatic thought, is so important. Uh, that's f- fantastic information. I'm really looking forward to sharing out that tool. Um, and so so identifiable uh, identifiable to all of us because um, we've all been there. And as you said, I love, um, I love how you described that thoughts are just thoughts, and there's no guilt associated with them um, necessarily, but that um, you have an opportunity at those times to impact the outcome is um, what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely, and I think, too, that can help us keep not only our mind healthy, but it can keep our bodies healthy, and when we're more positive, or even when we're just less negative because we don't always have to be positive. I think you could just be less negative. It definitely changes our body and our, our physical, um, our physical outcomes. And, you know, one of the other things that you talked about, um, that I, I kind of made a little note here. You talked about those big words, those like defining words, like never and, and always. And, um, and we all do that. And Absolutely. it is, you're right, it does lead to a um, not a great path. But there's also some wishy-washy words that I think kind of do the same thing, like should have or could have. Mm-hmm. And um, talk a little bit about that. Those shoulds could kill us. <laughs> those, those shoulds bring shame. That's, what, I, do. that's what we say. They do. And A lot of times that is because we create a standard for ourselves of expectations that we are going to perform or do or be at a certain level every single day. And that's just unrealistic. And that's a thought we have to combat. Like, it is okay if today I am slower than I was yesterday. It is okay if it takes me 
15 minutes to pack lunch instead of the normal eight. And now I, you know, whatever. You have to stop setting those standards because it's good to have a goal. It's good to be working towards something. And it's wonderful to have a routine. But if something throws it off kilter, your entire day doesn't need to be negative. And a lot of that is how you think about things. Because you can, two people can be in the same situation and have the same occurrence. But the person who thinks positive about that is going to have a better outcome. And, and that's just been proven time and time again. Even going into like a test taking situation, students who think that they are going to perform better ultimately perform better. Um, so those should, I should have gotten that 1% instead of, you know, that 99%, I should have gotten 100%. And what did I do wrong? That can deter you from being able to focus on the positive, And that will then put you in that cycle of the negative over and over again. So being able to just recognize the positive in those, even if you want to kind of acknowledge the should in a reflective way, there's a healthy way to do that. There's a way to say, this is what I missed and this is how I can do better on that, but not to dwell on it. I like to change my shoulds. Like when I think in my head, well, I should do this or I should be able to get all of this done. I change the wording to, I'd really like to today. Because that takes the pressure off of what I should be doing, which removes the shame if I don't get to it. Or if it's something that I don't want to do, I change that wording to, I'd really like to not do that today. It just feels lighter. And it does, um, back to the beginning of our conversation, this is work. It is. Um, You really do have to, to your point, um, recognize when you're headed down that, that path. And uh, start to, I imagine, self-talk really comes into play when you're talking about positive thinking. It does. It's it's easy to quit this, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Like, it's really easy. And that's why for myself, once I have that cycle printed out, I have one in my car, I have one in my office. The kids love to come and see it. Um, I make it colorful. You know, anything I could do to remind myself that throughout the day, I need to practice this. Um, I need to practice grabbing that thought. Right. And some of us are very visual. So being able to see that exactly gives us that moment to check in with ourselves. But I also encourage students sometimes to write down that negative thought and then tear it up and throw it away. And then on the flip side of not just getting rid of that negative thought, then write something positive um, so that you can look at that. And I often have the kids put it in their cell phones and their notes. That way they have it with them at all times. They can pull it up start their day that way and look at that positive thing or in their day that way or in the moment of distress, be able to refer to it. I, I love that um, actual tangible strategy that, that you can do. Are there others like that that you could recommend um, for just, uh, even if it's not tearing something up, but a strategy for turning things around? Um, I've seen a lot of people use the post-it notes mm-hmm. and hang them up rather that's in your car and put it on like the dashboard or if it's around a mirror so that you can look at those positive thoughts. The more we see things, the more they are embedded in us. So that's helpful um, to be able to look at that and refer to that or even listening to or a certain like line or song sometimes gives you some positivity um, and that helps you to reflect on that as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, putting ourselves into some situations that create positive feelings will ultimately create positive thoughts. 
Um, so that's another tangible way. Um, I like the the use of music. A lot of adults and students love to use music as a, a thought changer. I would just encourage, you know, when we're sad, we don't want to put a sad love song on. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. we're feeling down, we want to put that song on that is going to encourage us um, and, and have positive thinking. And there are real benefits to positive thinking, not just, um, you know, how you mentally feel, but health benefits too, right? There's science behind that that um, I don't know that it's necessarily um, explainable, easily explainable, but that when you are, um, you know, thinking more positively or more healthy thinking, um, you're, you're actually experiencing healthy benefits to your body, maybe better sleep and uh, better diet, exercise, various things like that. Yep, you hit it right on the head. So I think of the relationship between healthy um, body physical benefits and positive thinking as a two-way street. So if you have stress and exhaustion and all of those things going on, it's harder to have positive thoughts. But if you have positive thoughts, then it actually makes you to, you're able to sleep better and you're able to eat better and you make better choices for your day. And so it actually goes hand in hand. It's both ways. Absolutely. When you have those positive thoughts, you're less vulnerable to negative outcomes. Um, and, and you're going to be more motivated to do things. You're going to get up feeling more rested and more ready to tackle the day. Well, this information is fantastic. As always, you guys are going to provide us with uh, the chart that you mentioned, the, yes, site, the circle chart. Mm-hmm. And we will post that on our um, district website as well for anyone who um, has an interest in downloading that. Um, anything else that you want to leave listeners with today on healthy thinking, positive thinking? I just say don't give up. (laughs) (laughs) Really just try, try again. And, um, remember that just because you have a thought, it's not a threat and, um, just practice. And step outside of yourself if you need to. If you realize that you're having a negative thought about something, reframe that so that you're thinking about someone you really care about and tell yourself what you would tell that person in that situation have you have yourself to think what you would want the person you care about to think in that moment that's excellent has anyone ever been able to think of nothing that's a difficult practice but people do work very hard i imagine you're either dead or unconscious (laughs) yeah oh gosh back to the stinking thinking (laughs) sheesh can we (laughs) well I don't know of anyone that's ever right. not thought anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you can Th- train one. your mind to focus specifically. Right. Yeah, but you're still thinking about something Absolutely. you're focusing you're right. on. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I just, I always thought of that. It's interesting. Well, on an uplifting note. <laughs> well, it re- it's not really anything because you're not thinking of anything. Right. So you're, it's not. That actually sounds impossible, honestly. I, right. I can't imagine myself being able to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we have over, we make over 10,000 decisions every day. Oh. And on the days when you have more responsibility, you make more decisions. So your brain is going and you don't oh, even recognize how yeah. much your brain is going. So Marty's making a good point. Yeah. We're and add you, can double the that. you can double that with me because, of the, <laughs> you know, the racing thoughts. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He's yeah. bringing up really good points. He should be yeah. a social worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honorary. <laughs> the, uh... Or in the care of a social worker. <laughs> 
Oh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for another wonderful episode and looking forward to the next time. Thank you. <laughs> you threw you some applause there. <laughs> Those okay. fancy buttons custom made for PD Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that one. Yeah. No, <laughs> take no laugh fifth. track. Take the fifth on that one. <laughs> I didn't make that. I don't have that many hands. Okay. So thank you for being here again, and we'll see you guys all later. <laughs>